Hey everybody, welcome to the Bag and Boardcast, episode number 237. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is a list of the books that we are looking forward to coming out November 19th, 2014. And we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're going to be talking about uh, Marvel Phase 3 a little bit more, not so much about the movies, but what you should read comic-wise to become a little bit more familiar with these properties and characters. And this is something that uh, is a semi-listener request because for another show, Greg was like, uh, he's never been on about this kind of stuff. So I, I don't know, think he can be he, called he's friend, still a of friend of the show. He's a yeah, he's a friend of the hosts. Friends of the hosts. Uh, but you have to be on the show to be called a friend of the show. And you have to bring us beer. And bring yeah. And how do you get to be on the show? You bring us beer, beer that we drink every single week, right? Like this one that we drink yearly. Uh, that's right. We have a year-old Great Lakes Brewing Company Christmas Ale, probably our favorite. Oh, how is that? Our, uh, very tea-y. It's not bad. It's mm-hmm. it's it's actually still drinkable. It's very drinkable. Um, and this is one of those ones that it just it was in Paul's drinking side. And just nobody touched. Yeah, it just for, survived. Uh, for a year. And when I brought a new one, a fresh one, I was like, hey, we could drink it on the podcast. Uh, I actually brought it to a party just to drink it. Paul's like, oh, we got one in the basement. And he took it from me and put it in the basement. I thought that's what you wanted me to do no, with the Mad Elf. The ma- <laughs> yeah, with the Mad Elf, I wanted you to oh, do that. I thought it was and then you ran off with my Christmas <clears throat> ale, and I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll split it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I thought that's why you, I, I'm... Because, like... Like a drink after that, like Caitlin, my girlfriend's like, "Hey, where's that Christmas ale you brought for me?" And I was like, "Yeah, Paul took it." <laughs> like I could get it; it's in the basement. It's fine, you know. It's not a big deal. You know what? So why Christmas uh... ale's out and about now. Mm-hmm. Yes, nice. uh, Christmas ales good. were out before Halloween. Jeez, I haven't seen any here yet, but oh, really? That's good because I can actually get Great Lakes here, so I should track that down. Yeah, and even... I've had a uh, spacewalker rolling around in the back seat of my car since I moved, so. I was waiting to pull that one out in case I needed anything. You, yeah, you should probably drink that soon. I can't imagine that holding up too well in the back of the car. Yeah, rolling around, <laughs> especially if the temperature gets below freezing. Yeah. yeah. But I'm interested, uh, how does the Christmas ale like hold up? Um, well. It's definitely a different tasting beer. You don't get that uh, ginger bite right up front. Like you, it kind of is a almost a flash in the pan kind of a, a ginger flavor, mm-hmm. but it does have that tea taste that you'd get like in a in a, in a, in a bitters. In the nice sweetness, it, it, it after you you know all aftertaste, all that's left is this sweet kind of uh, malaise no. of what Christmas ale the Christmas ale used to be. Yeah, if if you're expecting Christmas beer by drinking it, you wouldn't want it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that this is not a beer that's going to hold up. But drinking it, I'm like, oh, this is a, just a pleasant beer. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It, it was worth that really long segue to get back to this. You know, it was just <laughs> it made me thirsty, and I could just kind of drink this quickly. Chris, are you drinking something? I think you poured yourself um, a beer. Yeah, before. he told us he was going to the kitchen to drink a beer, Paul. Well, how many yeah, beers do you guys have off, for tonight? Because that's going to impact what I talk about first. Well, we have uh, the two Christmases and then two Mad Elves. And then if we get through those soon enough, we can grab other things. Okay, because I can have three Macs to talk about. Right. Okay, that's that works fine. 
Because we'll have because, the four max to talk about. Yeah. Because before the show, I went to uh, Founders Brewing right here in Grand Rapids. Mm. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to get some beer for the show. And they had a bunch of stuff that you can actually only get right there at the brew pub. Um, so I filled up two growlers, and I was like, you know what, this uh, third one here, I'm just going to have a glass of the bar while I'm researching my stuff for the week. Um, so the first one I'm going to talk about is the Founders Empire Strikes Bitter. Mm, ooh. Um, so it's actually something like, I'm glad you were kind of talking about like that tea taste that you get from the Christmas ale because the Emperor Strikes Spitter definitely has that tea in spades. Um, very pleasant, very drinkable. Is it considered an e- EBS or is it a ESB? See. ESB? Yeah, it, it's an ESB, and that's, I think, where they got the name from, because oh. it's the Empire Strikes Bitter, so it's ESB. <laughs> that's fun. It was. It's super punny, and it was very good. Um, This is one of those beers that I hope they kind of keep around and have it be a thing, because what other bitters do they have out? It's hard to find a good bitters. You're not a big fan of the Buffalo Bitters, that... From no, because it's like it's called Buffalo Bitters, but it's like just like an amber ale. Mm-hmm. It's not an actual bitters. And then Twenty First Amendment had that bitter American, which I thought was a bitter, which it wasn't. No, yeah, it's depressing. It is depressing. I, I wanted more from that. I did too. Yeah, because it just was a pale ale. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like the pun with. Uh, Empire Strikes Bitter, and it's always good to have a good bitters. It's, I mean, I think Fuller's was it's my... It's an extra, extra special thing. Yeah. I think Fuller's cask at Pizza Plant was the first time I had an English bitters, and yeah. I was just like, whoa, what is this? I, that was my first one, too, and I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Um... So what do you wait? So what kind of flavor profile do you guys expect from a bitters? Because I don't think we've really described that. Um, Unless you, I was, you know, tranced thinking about no, oh, yes, no, we didn't. EBS. We we talk about it as if other people drink them, have drinking yeah. them with us. Yeah, but we just admitted how hard it is <laughs> to find. So you know, maybe we should, well, you know, I, I, I kind of say bitters and browns go in the same kind of category for me because they're beers that I really like, but when I go out and I find one and I try it or I buy it like come back home and drink it it's never what I really want it to be so what do you want it to be um I think in an English bitters like what you are like what I what I find that I do like is that like you like Paul that kind of sweet tea taste with a nice malt to it so a good like a, something that makes you kind of pucker up in the back end, like a tanniny, almost yeah, like, like a nice tanniny, but then like a sweet malt, almost that, like a wine kind of tannins. That's what we're talking that about. That like that finishes like with that sweet malt. Mm-hmm. Um, also, not a lot of carbonation. Like I don't want too fizzy of one. Right. Because like what I noticed pouring, we just poured our fresh Great Lakes, and after I poured it, I was like. There's a lot of bubbles in this. There wasn't any bubbles in the first one that we poured. <laughs> there was like no carbonation. You're old. Um, not a year. And old. like, but that's kind of what I want in my English bitters. Mm-hmm. Chris, um, I want something that's a little bit bitter, but not overpowered by anything else in there. I still want it to be in like a nice rounded, like 
that tea taste like you were talking mm-hmm. about, but still like a little bit of malt. Like I don't want it too malty. Hmm. Like I don't want it to try to bend it up. It needs to be not like an IPA, but just something extremely drinkable, but hmm. not too yeasty. Um, I don't know what kind of strain they were using in the founders one, but there was like a little bit of a yeast taste on the back end. Hmm. It was good, so I like. I really enjoyed it. Good. You know what I enjoy? News. News. Every week, Every new week. news comes out, and we're here to talk about it in our weekend geek. We do. We, we are. We have. This is this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Paul. Hey, the new price drop for uh, Xbox seems to be working out pretty well. They've uh, basically tripled their weekly sales. Wow. Uh, you know, over over uh, the period of time that they've done this price drop over this past two weeks, they said, "Hey, hey, we finally crossed the in North America, finally crossed the 10 million console sales line." So, um, the Xbox One is not dead; it's doing well. The price drop has uh, revitalized sales, so that's good if you like having uh, competition in the market because. It looked like PlayStation 4 was going to just run away with it, this console generation. Yeah. But and the, I mean, the price drop right before Christmas mm-hmm. is a good a good thing Up to do. Up until January 3rd. And then they're raising it? Well, the the price drop ends. They're not <laughs> going to say they're raising the price. But they're raising the price. No, the price drop ends. So then it's going to be their normal price. Yes. This is... a. No, a holiday discount. Mm-hmm. You never say you're raising the price on something. But they're raising the price. No, the discount is ending. And then it's going to go back to full price. Yes. It's like having something on sale, and then it's not on sale anymore. Yes. No, I, I get it. But they didn't raise the price. It's always been that price. It's just the discount is no longer available, sir. <laughs> I, I get you. But no, I, I doubt that they'll ever go back to that full price, because they'll... Maybe they will do the full price, but there'll be more bundles. Yeah. Like they'll start bundling yeah. it with things, you know. So right now, just alone, that three forty nine price point, you know, it's just the console alone, no uh connect, no game. And then they have one game with bundles games with bundles and they're a little bit more expensive. So right. I would expect to see just a three forty nine price thing with Maybe with a you know going to four back to four hundred or three ninety nine, but with a game. Okay. Um, I, I think those actually control. are bundled with the game, though, Paul. I think the three forty nine is just alone, and then you can get every every bundle is fifty dollars less than it was originally. I'm just checking it up quick because I remember okay. seeing it, and it was a bundle because they had the Assassin's Creed one. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Unity bundle. Yeah. You are correct. Three forty nine yep. for three forty nine for the uh, on the Microsoft Store Assassin's Creed bundle. You're you're right, Chris. Four forty nine for the Assassin's Creed Connect bundle and Black Flag. You can get three four three forty nine. So why would you get the Black Flag? Oh, because it's a bigger hard drive. Okay, there's so many bundles and so many different things. It's so confusing for me right now. So many options. Oh, I was looking at the um, if I was to get one, I was looking at that, that Sunset Overdrive one because it's just like that crazy 
fun, like, colorful shooter that really catches my attention, almost like uh, Overwatch or Borderlands. So does this mean, are you looking towards Xbox now? It, it's a good price, and it's a good-looking game, and I mean, I know people that play on Xbox One. And for me before, it was the PS4 because it was 100 bucks cheaper. But it's still going to depend on um, like what systems the games that I want are going to be on. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of torn between it because I want Dragon Age Inquisition, but if it's on both, that's not going to you know, push me either way. Mm. Mm. Batman being on both doesn't push you either way. I have to. I was actually going to research what uh, Kingdom Hearts three was coming out on, because oh. that's that's going to be your, that's going to be your buying mode for me. That's a game, man, and it's coming out on both. So, oh okay, yeah. I mean, Xbox One. That's you know the pendulum swings, man. Pendulum. You are you are price dependent. You are. That makes sense, and a oh, lot yeah, of people I'm not, are. I'm not made of money. And a lot of people are. I'll get paid for doing this podcast, Paul. <laughs> I know. Don't accuse me Paul, of not paying you. Paul, you get paid for this? No, I don't get, I, paid, I don't get paid. I don't get paid. I think we lose money. We're always buying beer. We're always buying beer. We're buying server space. We and lost we're buying comics, too. We are. And wow. there's, is there any news about comics or comic book movies or anything? Get me out of this needing to start paying you guys <laughs> stuff, because... Are you offering to pay us? No, I have no money to pay you guys. I spend it all on microphones. Microphones? And soundboards. And server Uh, space. All right, settle down. Uh, Something that we can all look forward to is happening over at DC Comics with their... They're going to pay us? They're going to pay us? (laughs) Chris, is this true? You can buy ad space. Well, I think they have been listening because in their DC Convergence... They're actually bringing back the Wally West family in a uh, in a book series, uh, along with, with a lot of the old favorite continuity items are going to be back. Uh, Superman and Lois pregnant uh, and married. You're going to have uh, Barbara Gordon as Oracle. Um, Cassandra Kane, your favorite. Uh, not Cassandra Kane. Stephanie Brown, uh, your favorite. <laughs> Chris, you're Chris. I'm Chris. Uh, as Batgirl, and um, Rene Montoya is the question written by hey, uh, there we go. Uh, Greg Rucka for Paul. Like it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun couple months with those books coming out. Yeah, for two months, all of DC's line is going to be. Uh, is Brian Q. Miller doing convergence art? books on Batgirl? And it's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, I don't know if this, this is one of those like you know I'm going to be buying the entire line. Mm-hmm tight months but mm. definitely something to pay attention to and just to see like if dc responds to what sells well and what doesn't like okay is this a voting with our wallet thing or is this just going to be like no this is two months it's just because you know things are happening in the background over at dc and this is just a filler kind of thing so no matter what we do it won't change anything or yeah is this one of the things where they'll be like Ooh, we made a lot of money. I think they're always looking for what sells. Mm. So if something does do well, they might. Hey, they asked for it. We're giving it to them. Yeah, I mean, if that question book sells extremely well, they'd be dumb to not say, like, hey, you know what? People really purchased that. You know, like, can we find a way to make this work in Mm -hmm. the new 52? Can we somehow push this in? 
can we, you know, tweak continuity a little bit that, hey, we can finally have her name on Toya as a question. I'd love it. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> so much forward to it. Which month is that? I believe it's starting in January. Oh, wow, so it's not that far away. Okay. I don't have the exact date. I don't know. Oh, I don't right. have any date. I was honestly, thinking this was like I wasn't, I wasn't summer kind of thing. Like, because Marvel... They're starting to... They're starting to announce the titles now uh, because they will be solicited soon. So, mm. Marvel uh, was doing all their big announcements for 2015 summer with their Secret Wars. You know, they're bringing that back, but instead well, of uh, instead of it being doing a lot of different stuff, yeah. But with Secret Wars this time, instead of it just being parts of different, you know, from Earth, you know, made up into Battle World, they're bringing it from different universes and possible futures and stuff. And that's going to create the new battle world. Um, I don't see anything where it says the date um, for where I am at. Okay. But we're thinking January. Um, well, what is it? It's November now? Mm-hmm. November. Okay. So maybe February, depending okay. on, like, because the way previews works, you order three months in advance, so... If it wasn't the current previews, it would be next month, so possibly February, since they're starting to announce the titles now. All right. All right. Uh, Chris, did he have any news? Uh, yeah, a title that's recently been announced coming to Netflix. Uh, is guys, one of it's my happening favorite. in April. I'm sorry. Convergence is happening in April. Oh. Sorry. I, I segued it away too quick. I, That's okay. I, I hit Google, and Google told me right away. I thought it would take me longer to find. Thank you, Google. Yep. Okay. I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. That's uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix recently announced that they will be adapting the Lemony Snicket, a series of unfortunate event, events novels, um, for exclusive programming. We did get the movie back in 2004 starring Jim Carrey. Uh, that movie was actually the first three of the novels kind of condensed down into a two-hour movie. But Netflix is going ahead trying to provide more family-friendly entertainment because a lot of stuff that they have now a little bit more hard-edged when it comes to exclusive programming. Um, a couple weeks ago, they announced that they're going to be doing a Richie Rich show. So this is a little bit more in lines with that. And this is something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, I am too. I actually, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I never really read any of the books. I've always had the intention to read the books, but I've never gotten around to it. Um, Are you saying every time you went to pick it up, uh, you fell into a series of unfortunate unfortunate events that led you not to buy it? Yeah, I bought something else instead. Ah. They're definitely quick reads. I mean, you can pick one up and probably read it in an afternoon. They're not heavy-duty at all. Uh, like, the thickest of the books I think I read in, like, three, four hours. Definitely not Harry Potter caliber, but definitely a fun story. For those of you not in the know, it's a story of three orphans whose parents die in a fire, and they kind of get shuttled around from caretaker to caretaker while trying to avoid the evil Count Olaf who's after their family fortune. Hmm. And just the series of unfortunate events that leads them through life. Titular. Titular. All right. So, uh, yeah, Netflix. Crazy. 
at least is this going to be starring Adam Sandler? Because I know they got into a deal. I hope not. Where Adam Maybe. Sandler is, uh, is going to do the next, what, three or four movies? Netflix first? So. Um, in, in somewhat Netflix related news, um, yesterday I logged in to just watch some stuff while I was eating dinner. And I had a new category on my menu instead of just like recommended for you, watch it again, like dramatic comedies, whatever else they have on there. I had a watched by Tobias Fugue <laughs> from Arrested <laughs> Development category. Yeah, they're doing that with uh, a lot of the characters from the a lot of their Netflix quote unquote originals because on mine, since Kate watches Orange is the New Black, there was a category watched by one of the characters from Orange is the New Black. Uh, um, watched by the color pieces. orange. <laughs> Why Tobias do you have to rub that in my the face? Best because it's like. <laughs> The uh, Dana Carvey Master of Disguise, <laughs> uh, like Birdcage, a lot of musicals. There's like an old movie from the 30s called like, I Want to Be a Man. <laughs> and then the one right after it in the queue was I Don't Want to Be a Man from like the 1950s. It's, it's brilliant, and I'm glad that they did this because... I'm- I very rarely scroll through all that stuff because it's always the same. <clears throat> but when I saw that, I was like, what? This is awesome. I need to check mine. I didn't notice that. Yeah, check yours out. Let us know what you got. And you listeners, if you have something different, uh, why don't you uh, contact us and let us know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. find us over on the Facebook. Put it there, yeah. Paul, do you have more news? No. Uh, PlayStation View, you know, with uh, them getting the rights to do powers with their PlayStation TV. Uh, This past Tuesday, or last Tuesday... Uh, PlayStation announced their plans for View, which is going to let people on their PlayStations and 3s and PlayStation 4s uh, to start, and then it'll come to the service will come to PlayStation TV and maybe some of the other Sony televisions, uh, smart televisions, uh, to stream over the internet live TV. Wow. Yeah, and also uh, queue up uh, on demand service also for free. For free. Uh, the only holdout right now is, uh, you know, you can believe it or not, uh, ESPN Disney. So ABC stations will not be available, but they got over, I think, 500 or 70-something stations that says that they are up for this. So uh, I'm reading the news, the press release off of Ars and Technica. Would you pay, do you pay for PlayStation View? No, you do not. I Like I just said. I well I I'm just was, don't I just don't understand how they make how they get these other stations and not make any money. Well, because it's just streaming live television the networks like the broadcast networks anyways. Oh, okay. So those are free over the air anyways. So all right. Uh, you know, oh, here, Chris is coming back. Hey, so we're still talking about uh, the PlayStation View and how they make money. ESPN, the only holdout. That's the last thing I heard, and I got disconnected. So, 75 participating stations uh, will be will allow uh, stream streaming your live television. So maybe you actually have to log in, like with kind of like how Ryzen FiOS does it, where you have to first log in, you know, on the Xbox, right? The FiOS app. Well, there's some of the stations like um, Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. You, it says you can watch all of their shows online, mm-hmm. but then you have to. Like you said, like create an an account to show that you are a subscriber mm-hmm. 
to that station. Right. So you probably, I would imagine you might have to do the same thing with these to be able to get it. But if it's over the network, like your NBC, Fox, you know, CBS shows that you get, you know, if you have a, it's being broadcast over the public airways, uh, I don't, you know, how would you prove that you subscribe when you don't have to subscribe? I don't know. So, uh, I don't know. If this, if this does happen, do you see Hulu pulling support because... I mean, how many people watch, like, Fox or ABC or, like, CBS shows on that kind of CW, yeah. platform mm-hmm. when you can just watch it on view? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, you, have to, this, you have to pay for Hulu Plus in order to actually watch that stuff. On you your television. On your desktop for free or, you mm-hmm. know, your TV. And this is this would only let you do it on your Sony devices so maybe that's how they're going to get away with it like saying well no it's just the sony devices. or this might be them saying uh, we don't need you we want people to get the playstation so they don't have to pay for hulu and just use us mm-hmm. you know i'd be okay saving seven bucks uh it is okay so it is free but the first rollout will be only for playstation plus members so you, you do have so maybe it's a way it's this it's 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 in that bundle Sony of that sixty bucks that you spend a year or whatever these networks for it. to be able to do this. So maybe that's where the networks are getting paid out. So that way, yeah, I knew uh, you'd have to pay somehow for it. But this. also, you know, eyeballs are eyeballs, and if you're watching live TV, you're getting more people to watch those commercials yeah. because if it's live TV, you're getting the your local, you know ads so you know there's there's that money and people and i would assume the networks want more live tv watchers versus the hulus and everything else because of the different uh variations of ad pricing online where but they also want to make that extra money where they're like yeah we'll let you do this that's me i'm can you hear that it's me making money noise with my hand oh money Money. you're you're passing around the money hat (laughs) passing around the money hat so that's very interesting that I mean that is something that it's working uh Sony is working for an iOS app also but no time frame. Mm. But uh you know maybe it'll come out for PlayStation Vita also so I, I think that would be really cool and it would make me lean towards picking up a PlayStation 4 but you know Verizon Fios app pretty cool. I kind of like that. I'm able to watch live TV but I'm not able to watch my local over-the-air networks, my NBC, CBS, or Fox, or anything else like that. So, on but Sunday... But you can get all those on your uh, Hulu. No, but not live TV. Because, Chris, I know I'm a nerd, but I do like watching football. Football? Football, and that's not on What's the Hulu. What's this foosball? It's not on Hulu, man, and I gotta... Oh, then, he's... Wait, wait. He's talking about our annual Super Bowl. Then. Oh, the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Paul, we've never put that on TV. <laughs> the sports ball. You know, I like watching that live. The sports ball? The sports ball. <laughs> Local sports ball. That's, the, I think the sports that's ball. the new podcast Paul is working on. Uh, <laughs> yep. That he's stealing all the money that we're supposed to be getting paid for. Sports ball. <laughs> sports ball. <laughs> You've been embezzling for sports ball. Yeah, it's me. I'm finally going to beat those knitting co- those knitting podcasts. That's what he's saying yeah. right there. It's gonna be me, Greg, and uh, friend of the show Steve, <laughs> and we're gonna sit around and talk about sports. 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 The sports balls. Sports. <laughs> <laughs>
SpongeBob. It's gonna be. Well, for April Fools, I think it's time for the uh, the Sports Paul episode <laughs> <laughs> of the show. Well, that'd be good. You know, we'll be right in the middle, uh, right at the start of the NHL playoffs. Uh, you know, a lot of trade rumors. And Already trade. tuning Paul out. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the NFL We're not draft be will be coming up. Episode. Never mind. Retracting the idea. All it would be is us just going, yep, sports. Well, we would bring on the other guys that would actually talk sports with me. So, what, we're not going to be on a show? <laughs> yeah. So it would basically be like when we were recording with producer Scott, and there would be like two conversations. <laughs> <laughs> or anything I'm trying to talk oh. about and you guys don't want to listen to. <laughs> Let's get us back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where what other go news? Here? I got no other news. No Any- news. Um, I mean, there is the news about the uh, new World of Warcraft expansion, Warlords of Draenor, launching last week, and not a lot of people being able to play it, and those that are not having a good experience with uh, DDoS attacks coming from uh, China, which, Paul, what does DDoS stand for? Uh, I don't know what the first D stands for, but it's denial of service, so it's, uh, it's where... Uh, basically, they are able to ping the server constantly in order to overload how many requests to actually the server can take. So it basically says, "Up, oh, we're getting too many requests right now. We can't handle all the requests, and it shuts down the server. So what basically happened is while all the people are waiting to jump on and get their characters going into the new areas, um, they're waiting in queues for a few hours just to play for a little bit and then they get booted off and then have to jump back on the queue again to play. Uh, kind of depressing for, I mean, those WoW hardcore players that, you know, that's that's what they do. Like, just mm-hmm. anything else, hobby-wise, they live for playing WoW. Like, with everything coming out of BlizzCon and playing Hearthstone, and I've been playing Diablo 3, uh, Reapers of Souls a lot recently on my downtime. That world of drainers, like man, I, I would love to play this, mm-hmm. and to find out that there's people that have the ability to, but they can't now is like, that's kind of crappy. And it's the same problem that EA that. had with both Sims Four though, and also with uh, Battlefield Four. Remember, like, yeah, they just couldn't get the server th- side of things right with these these huge online games. Like, not only is it the demand from your actual audience, then you got just the asshole thing going on with why, why, why would China have these attack? You know this DDoS attacks. What? Why are you looking at me? Why would they do that? Like they, it doesn't make any sense. It's, John, explain it to Meg, me. It's uh, Megan Board Model UN. John is China. Uh, I literally was just staring at that six pack there and spelling the bats in my head while you were talking about this. <laughs> But what's, what was kind of interesting... <laughs> two Bs or one B, John? Don't look! It's got one, but two Ts. There you go. What's kind of um, <laughs> not funny haha about this was I just recently watched the Looking for Group documentary, uh, which is all about World of Warcraft and Blizzard's rise to power. And during the documentary, that they take you on a tour through their campus almost, and you can see the room where they actually track like attacks and people logging in mm-hmm. to a uh, world of Warcraft. And it was kind of interesting seeing that. And then like two days later hearing that, yeah, there's like 
a huge attack going on and people can't play the game because of it. And I was like, I saw the rumor they like watched that. Their command center. Their it, war it's room. The command center. Like there's gigantic screens on the wall and you know maps. Oh, they got maps. Sounds cool. Oh my gosh. I'm be in that room. Yeah. Like, do on the maps are there little lights that flash when something happens? Like it Actually, lights up. Actually, when like they can track like anytime someone logs in and it's just like like the map pinging with like circles anytime someone logs in because they can actually track like where people are logging in from and when and i like i'm just thinking of like a map like posted on the board with lights behind it but they're a computer company so they probably actually have it on a monitor yeah 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 i'm behind the times there they put a couple bucks into it i got i'm I'm thinking thinking, i'm thinking cold war like cold war like pings but uh john's thinking of the old matthew broderick movie (laughs) board games exactly I went to the exact same place. <laughs> John's ready to play some tic tac toe with the uh, with uh, Whopper. Yeah, I am. But what else are we ready for, Joshua? Uh, could it be uh, a fresh Great Lakes Christmas sale, Paul? Oh, am I ready for it? <coughs> I, I'm almost done with mine. No, it snowed here in uh, sunny Buffalo. You know, can you believe it? It's already mm. uh, we got some snow on the ground and. Not enough to shovel, but, you know. Enough still. to brush your car off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that winter crisp air has is, is hit us hard, and uh, does this hit us as hard as it did last year? This is still delicious. It's still got a nice little ginger, um, nice on the mid-palate. Oh, crap, I forgot I have another beer. I can talk about four, guys. Oh, okay. Hey. <laughs> um, what I'm missing here is, what's the Christmas beer that tastes like, like Christmas morning, like with the pine, that like little bit of a pine to it? I can't think of like. Is this the one that we're? All, is Great Lakes the one that this is? This like, is the one. The Great Lakes is the one that you guys are always like. Oh, yeah, this that's is our the one. favorite. That's the I, one. This is the one we voted like for the last three years. Yes. Like it was number one. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's still good, but it's not hitting me like it used to. Yeah, that uh, the ginger pop isn't quite there. You know, there was always that huge ginger, and then maybe that little bit of pine. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of mellow. Yeah, and maybe because we went from that older one to this one, I don't know. But it's not is it's not is like that Christmas morning mm-hmm. mm, winter taste that I'm used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get ready for the big alcohol bite of the uh, and the fig from uh, Mad Elf though. The the cherry and the honey. Cherry and honey. Oh, I thought there was fig in it too. No. I think it's just cherry and honey. Oh, okay. I'm, I think the fig was a. Like the other Christmas beer that we had last year, mm. listeners, if you remember which one we were talking about, please uh, contact bangboardcast.com. Let us know because there was another Christmas beer that we had that we really liked. Mm. I don't remember. I can't remember what it was now. That's why I'm glad we do the show notes now over at bangboard.com because then we can track this kind of stuff. Uh, I appreciate it. We should have been doing that for all along. We're growing. We're learning. Mm-hmm. Hey. We've only been doing it for like four years. Five. What? Five? Really? Two thousand nine. You're right. Five years. Uh, yeah. Creepers. <laughs> we. Yep. We've done four Christmas specials, and we missed one year. So, yep. Mm. But I've really, we've guys. only did uh, four and a half years worth of shows, not including not episodes, so. Like we said, we're not paid for this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
Uh, Chris, have you had a chance to open a new beer, or are you going to wait? I did. I drank I drank one and then went and got another one. That's when I realized I was like, oh, crap, I have four beers. Yeah. Congratulations. What's your second? Hey. Uh, my second one is also one that I uh, had from Founders. This is one I got in a growler and brought home. This is the Fab Collab. This is actually an Imperial Pale Ale that Founders teamed up with. I'm blanking out on the name. Pulling up my notes with Abbeydale Brewing in Sheff- uh, Sheffield, England, to create. I'm going to take another sip while you guys talk Sheffield, about what I England. just said. Hmm. Hmm. Is that north or south of London? Where is that in England, John? You're, you've you've been to Ireland, which is right next door. Um, I'm going to say middle, lower, maybe top right. <laughs> okay. Or Good left. Good job, John. It's I don't like, know if that's true or not. It's kind of like when uh. Where uh, Steve Martin only drink, he only smokes pot in the, you know either early morning, late afternoon, or early evening, and they, then maybe you know if he has a wait, late start, then you know just late morning, early afternoon, or just, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I lost the thread. That's okay. I was I was just letting you go because I want to see how long you would go for. No, L A B A T T. Um. Imperial Pale Ales? You know what they taste a lot like? ESPs. Uh, honestly, you know, a little bit. But uh, just kind of like a uh, little bit stronger Session IPA. Hmm. If, if that makes sense. It's not that quite to IPA level. I get that nice kind of like hoppy on the back of the tongue. But there's still not enough there to make me like push it beyond like a regular... Like IPA, like if I had to like do like a barometer, it'd be like pale ales, session IPA, imperial pale ale, then regular IPA, and then imperial IPA. If I was looking at just like my pales, at pales, this pales in comparison, pales over here. But this is actually really <laughs> good. Um, it's extremely drinkable. When I actually got to the bar and I saw that they had a couple different ones available. I actually got samples of all three of them because I didn't know what I actually wanted to get the growlers of. And this is the one that struck me as like, wow, I could just sit back and drink this. Like, pour one out. Have a sit down with my pals, talk about some comic books. There you go. I, I like your pals or your pals? Very, very tasty. Pills. Pills. So uh, let's talk about some comic books that are coming out. When, John? When are these uh, that would be November 19th. Okay. So, Chris, are, are we going to segue it into the list? Right, right, aren't we? Like, we drank the beer. What else I, are we doing? I was pouring our next beer. Yeah, we, well, let's talk a little bit more show before we start drinking well, more. Well, you know what I haven't bought a new number one of? Well, or something. a new book of? Uh, a book from Dark Horse. Oh, wow. Ooh. Uh, and this is a series that uh, I picked up on Halloween. Um, they were running a sale over there, and it was the Colder series. And the second volume has just started coming out, and I'm really looking forward to Colder Bad Seed number 2. Um, this is written by Paul Tobin and art by Juan Fiera. And Juan Fierro's art is amazing. He does covers, and he does the interiors, and his covers are 
so cool. Um, and uh, the, the interior art is amazing too. I've really this guy has jumped on my like one of my favorite artists right now. Nice. Um, but in the first series, uh, you follow a character named uh, Deacon who has been in a coma for almost 40 years. He's awakened when Nimble Jack, who is this entity from this parallel kind of universe, comes through to our universe and puts him in a coma by dropping his body temperature, hence the title, Colder. Um, when you said Colder, it reminded me of the uh, Stephen King Thinner. Ah, uh, Thinner. Thinner. It, it reminded me of uh, uh, it, New Girl. With being a cooler, which John accuses me and my wife of being to all him and his girlfriends. Uh, girls that. that I go out, like, my first or second date, and they end up meeting Paul and Kate. And then things don't go well after that. <laughs> things go great, make, meet Paul and Kate, things go to shit. For his coolers. <laughs> They're my coolers. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it takes a, a, a you know real, what? It takes a real woman to meet you guys and be like, "Okay, I can I can spend some more time with this guy." But when they, it's, but I, I when can they like you because of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> but when they last, they last for a while. John's like an earworm. <laughs> it just gets in your head. <laughs> um. Uh. But in the conclusion of Colder, the first volume, they beat Nimblejack, and now we have a new character who seems even worse than Nimblejack, who has now come across, come through to our world. Quick Jack. Because Jack be nimble, and then Jack be quick. No, no he, he not no. Quick Jack? no. Candlestick. He's super. He's super can- creepier. Uh, is it candlestick? He's Jack? called yeah. the Swivel. And. Uh, He's, it's all dance moves. He's <laughs> yeah. uh, he's super creepy. Doing my nimble jack right now. Uh, oop, oop, I'm glad I'm oop. not there to see it. I, <laughs> it, I, 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 words I do not have. Cooler. <laughs> yes, cooler. <laughs> Except that I think you'd be cooling yourself with those dance moves. No. Nope. <laughs> No, they're cooler than you can describe. <laughs> they are. I can't describe them, so they must be cooler than I can't describe. <laughs> oh, that was a good one, Paul. You should be very proud of yourself. I am. <laughs> uh, but from Dark Horse, I haven't picked up a Dark Horse book in a year. So is it because uh, you need to open up another app to do it? Yeah, I kind of. Uh, I jump back on there when. Um, with the new Goon series that was coming out, but even that it's kind of irregular, so it's been a while. It's it's probably been longer for me because I never bought anything on there, and I'm kind of sad to say this. I never read the end of uh, Killjoys because I made that jump to completely digital, so I missed like the last issue. So I was like, hey, I'll just buy it in trade, and I haven't done that yet. No. Well, I can always uh. I don't know, just buy it on there. And I know, but I, I'm going to sound so, like, first world privileged. I don't feel like having to download another app to read, to your read comics. a comic book. 
Like I, I plan on buying the trade because I know mm-hmm. it's one I'm going to go back to and reread. <clears> like <throat> I have Umbrella Academy, but I really want to know what Paul's looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to a new writer and new artist on a DC book that I haven't uh, picked up in quite some time. Uh, last time I picked up this book was when uh, Kelly Sue Dick took it over. Uh, that would be Supergirl. Supergirl. I noticed you guys didn't ask. No, I was think I I have care. the screen in front of me and I still was thinking like I what book kinda, is that? I was kind of hoping you guys would be oh Paul what book is that and you know then I would have revealed it but that's fine. Uh, the new creative I team. You were just gonna go into it. Yeah, the new creative team guys. Mike Johnson. Who is it? And Kay Who's the Perkins. new creative team? Oh, Mike Johnson and Kay Perkins, uh, writing team. Uh, I don't know who's on art. Uh, let's see. Hey, who's on art, on. Paul? Uh, art by Emmanuel Lepacino. Lepacino. Hmm, hmm. Where's Chris, Emmanuel, uh, where's Chris for these pronunciations yeah, for us? Seriously. Over here. Uh, guess what? It's a new DC book with a new creative team. So guess what? Uh, Supergirl enrolls in an academy. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Is it a super academy? It's a, It's called... Crucible Academy. Ooh. And against her own will, Kara has been selected to join the Mysterious Academy. I'm reading from the DC uh, webpage right now. Which promises to train her and other beings of cosmic importance to serve the forces of good in the universe. But who's pulling the strings behind the Academy? Paul, who's pulling the strings? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't read the book yet. Oh. Uh, Paul, when are you going to read the book? I don't know. It depends on why and I open up the app. Paul, uh, when are you going to open up the app? Hey, Paul, when are you going to open up that app? <laughs> Paul, uh, what I've learned Probably. now is Paul likes when you ask him questions. <laughs> Probably, uh, when I, uh, Paul, down. what are sports? <laughs> <laughs> They're f- the competitions usually of a physical nature. Bored. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second half of our show. Right. As soon as I said that, I was like, that's part of the show name. Exactly. <laughs> Titular line. Uh. Chris, what are you looking forward to? Um, <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to one of the Earth One uh, original graphic novels coming out from DC Comics. This is going to be Teen Titans Earth One, Volume 1 by Jeff Lemire, with art by Terry Dotson and um, Rachel Dotson. Wait, we got the Dotsons here? Dotsons over here. I good Jurassic Park I, reference. Love that. Thank you. I always. I'm looking that. forward to Jurassic World. Um, these always kind of land on my radar when they announce one, and even more so when they eventually come out. I'm looking forward to the Teen Titans one because I just want to see how Teen Titans work in this Earth One world because they're not already established characters. Like, yeah, you can have a Superman Earth One or Batman Earth One because you can tell the characters like first coming to that world but having like a teen superhero group that for the most part have been legacy characters that's kind of interesting to have that as like the launching point for what we're now getting is like the third earth one title even before wonder, wonder woman, woman which is kind of strange yeah i was just um, gonna say it's kind of odd that we're getting a teen titans one well before wonder woman well, it, well or even batman 2 well after the Wonder Woman one was announced. Yeah, but Yannick Paquette uh, is working digitally on those pages. It's just I imagine Morrison is just keep on reworking the, the script, most, most likely. But uh, this is the one that I'm looking forward to, and we'll probably be doing this 
pretty soon for one of our trading policies. Yeah. Because hmm. I actually plan on going to the store to buy this. Because there's been like two other trades that have come out that I want to pick up, so I need those. Hmm. <clears throat> Buying things and trades. And hey, listeners, in our main topic, we'll have recommendations of maybe trades that you should pick up to get caught up in the cinematic universe. But first, we have to do some reading ourselves. That's right. It's time for another Bag and Board dramatic reading. And now, the Bag and Board presents dramatic reading from Batman number 36, page 15, panel 8. Eric, what are you doing? Did he get to you? That was a dramatic reading from Batman 36, page 15. And if you want to see that panel, make sure you check out the show notes over at beggingboard.com. You know what vision popped into my head? A, like a grandfather walking in on his, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like his, his a grandson just in front of a computer screen. And he can fill in the blanks there. Mm. Good. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, uh, you know what he might... Not, not to completely like talk about the book and like throw us off, but... I looked it up on my phone, and I picked the page at random, and then I was like, I want that panel. So I had to kind of scroll through quick to get down to that panel. And as soon as I got to that panel, and it's like just Batman standing there behind bars, I was like, this is such a great panel, just like how stark and black it is. Mm-hmm. But when I actually read the book, I didn't take note of that panel at all. No, I didn't either. either. And, uh, hey, that just... Speaks to uh, Greg Capullo's art. Like, I burned through that book, and it's stuck with me, but nothing more than, like, that fly that was kind of buzzing around in that part. Yeah. But, man, Uh, what a book. That book is great. Paul, have you caught up on Batman yet? No. You're so, oh my gosh, you should. Stupid man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I got other things to do. I got to get blackout drunk like I do on every episode of the Bag and Boardcast. Uh, how's it? How are we going to help me get to that goal, John? Uh, it is by this two-year-old bottle of Mad Elf. This is two years old. This is two years old. This is so bottled uh, 2012 to 2013. <laughs> um, so this is batch number like 120. Um, this tastes like a Cherry Tootsie Roll Pop. Uh, I was thinking, uh, for more beer, uh, more beer review, uh, if you've had uh, Three Philosophers from uh, Omegang, and you know that heavy alcohol bite, but that nice cherry flavor, take away all that alcohol bite. Yeah. And leave just the cherry. You get a wow. little bit of that alcohol, just alcohol on your in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not after, that. And it's after you've swallowed. It's not an alcohol burn, but it's just... Oh, there's alcohol. You can tell there's alcohol in here. Uh, the first time I had Three Philosophers when I was when I first played Dragon Age Origins, and I've been replaying Origins again because you know Inquisition. Because you're out. you play Bioware games like, like it's going out of style. Yeah, and with my pants off, and <laughs> yeah, I just replay them constantly. But Inquisition's coming out, and so maybe I'm just in that mood for this kind of beer, this cherry kind of flavored mm. beer, and just heavy alcohol and just blood red it is it's got a nice red color Mm. um very good beer 
Um, I think Steve gave us yeah with this. that honey yeah. that mead. It has that. Remember when we've had um, yeah. mead? You know, just uh, recently, uh, honey wine. Yeah, and it's got that bite. It's got that, that little bit. Yeah, that honey um, bite. I actually really don't want to open up the new bottle because I don't want that to be so killer and dragon breath and like in my mouth because this is so subtle it's so smooth mm-hmm. and it's just yeah these nice little cherry kind of kind of flavors you know and the honey the honey is all there too it's that's i'm getting that whole I, that mouth feel and that kind of yeah. honey just coated your your mouth mm-hmm. and now you're just getting those flavors after taking that sip it's like a honey straw like after you suck no. down a honey straw because uh who brews Madoff? Is it Trogues? It's yeah. Trogues. Okay, yeah. And it, this is this is this is an eleven percent beer. It's probably not eleven percent anymore, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it would be considered after two now. years. You know, um, but this would make me grab a six pack and say, like, we don't drink this for another two years. Wow, two years? Really? I it's would, an investment. Well, we've been doing this podcast for five. You think we got another two in us? I Remember, just, we don't oh, get paid. I, I, I think we do. Oh, okay. Uh, not only that, just as just as just, just, just as beer drinkers, yeah. I mean, we could definitely put this in the back and just a note that says like, "Drink 2000." We have gone through a little bit every once in a while and been like, "What? We still have this? Oh, we should have drank that forever ago." But we put a note saying like, uh, "We saved this for two years. I think we should. We'll do fine." Because yeah, if we just remember how good this is, yeah. imagine being able to drink six of these or a whole one. Well, we would drink five of them because we would split two, split one, and split the other five. Because I think you know a half. Oh yeah, bottle the, the half bottle is, is all you need, sip. and uh, a third if mm-hmm. uh, someone and else these are the us. twelve ounce. Yeah, these are twelve ounces, so you know, and I think they're good to split because, like we said, eleven percent. You know, yeah, it's, it's too. It's it's it, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, drink response, drink responsibly, my friends. Always, nothing's worse than getting like drunk on something super sweet either. I I understand you're probably listening to this while driving. You know, either to work or coming back home from work. So, so pull over before you drink. <laughs> yeah, just pull over, and then you know, get drunk, and then don't drive. Call a cab and leave your car. Leave your car there. Uh, yeah. Or, or, or uh, let me give you Paul's phone number, and he'll come pick you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I'm gonna be a cooler like that, huh? Yeah, I will. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> were you able to pop up? Uh, pop up? Pop open? Yeah, a I did, beer? and I've already drank. Like almost all of it in that time. Um, I actually need to look up what type of beer they say this is because I don't know what to really classify okay, it as. Okay, I'll look it up. Because what is it? What this beer is, is the it? founder's water granite pomamelon. Wow, water granite. Water granite pomamelon. It's it's sour, but it's not actually a sour. And when I was talking to the bartender about, it, he made sure like. It's not actually a sour, but it is like a sour beer. The first thing I get is a Angel Fire website. Yeah, <laughs> Angel Fire website. Anybody that's under the age of thirty has um, no okay, idea what they, I'm talking about. They call it a fruit beer, um, five point two percent. It tastes like a sour watermelon candy. Ooh, and it goes down so quick, so easy. It's so light. It's so delicious. It tastes like watermelon, but then you get the sour from that pomegranate. 
like when I was trying to decide like what two growlers to get and like what to actually just like drink at the bar, he was like, eh, the water grind's not for everybody. He's like, I'll have you try the other ones too. And as soon as I took the sip of the water grind, I was like, no, I I need more of this than one glass could actually hold. Mm. It's it's a sour watermelon candy in liquid form. And it, it looks like fruit punch in the glass. Like, it's a bright pinkish color. It's it's fantastic. And I'm glad I got a full growler of it because I plan on going back and having a lot more. At least three pints worth. At least. But yeah, super good. Uh, probably my favorite beer that I've had tonight. Including the one that I haven't had yet, but I will because I've had it before. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> You know what? Well, that's good. You know, I'm I'm glad we get together and describe things, and you know, become be a little educational on the show. You know, I think uh, sometimes that's what our listeners look for. It's you know, sometimes things get announced and people don't know what to make of it. Uh, much like the Phase Three from Marvel, right, guys? That's right, Paul. And uh, yeah, we we're getting a lot of stuff coming out from Marvel that we've had before with sequels to Thor, Captain America. The Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, but it wouldn't be a Marvel phase without some brand new stuff thrown in there as well. And coming up first in this, well, this is finishing up phase two, is Ant-Man, right, John? That is true, Paul. Uh, Ant-Man coming out this summer. Um, And I really, like... None of these characters are characters that I've ever really read or own anything that they have in trade. Right. Um, I haven't been the biggest Marvel fan in a long time. It's just recently in the last couple of years that I've become a fan where I'm actually really buying quite a few books from Marvel. But these are characters that I've known about for this whole time, and I do know some things about them. Um, you know, and Scott Lang, who it was the current Ant-Man, but is no longer. Um, but he is now again. He is now again. Yeah, because I thought I the thought he, fantastic well, it wasn't the FF he, that he's not came. dead now. No, Scott Lang. He he was just an FF. So they brought him because you even read that book though, Paul. But yeah, this was back during Matt Fractions. Matt Fractions run on FF uh, with art by um, uh, Mike Allred. Mike Allred, yeah. Okay, I really enjoyed that. Was yeah, because like, he died during Disassembled. What? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Oh. He did. And then there was like but a, he was a scroll during Disassembled. Then he was a scroll. He must have been a scroll. Could have been a scroll. Because Secret Invasion was after Disassembled, remember? Okay. Maybe that's how they brought him back. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but yeah, like Scott Lang, who had been the Ant-Man for a while, I guess, is now the current. Mm-hmm. Um, and was probably from like the 80s and everything. Well, he was, back when FF started, the whole thing with Reed Richards going to him, he's like, dude, you're... You can be a brilliant scientist. You are a hero. Why are you hiding from the public? Like, it's time for you to step back up. And I need you to lead the Fantastic Four while we go on this crazy interstellar 
adventure with, you know, the main family while you lead this new She-Thang, She-Hulk, Medusa, and, you know, yourself as the new FF. We're only going to be gone like eight seconds, but don't worry. If we're not back in eight seconds, you're it. Yeah, you're the new Fantastic Four. And then that's what the whole book was about. So I guess you wanna, if you want to learn about uh, Scott yeah, Lang and man, it was a really good story FF. where he, he, he uh, really comes into his, he basically does a nice, really story, uh, good hero arc for him where he's, you know, doubting himself and then he becomes this kind of leader and then he not only, you know, becomes the leader of this, you know, small team that's divergent and you know is just trying to fill the shoes of the ff while they're gone but also you know gains confidence and becomes a leader of himself and he you know stands up and goes toe-to-toe with dr doom at the very end of the mm. the series and it's really fun <laughs> uh my ant-man book is completely different from this because <laughs> um, the one i would say hey check this out is ant-man's big christmas and this was a Marvel Holiday one-shot from 2000, hmm. where the Avengers actually receive in, uh, a letter from a kid who doesn't know what to do for Christmas because every time the holidays run around, like his family gets together, and it always turns into a big fight. So um, Hank Pym, Ant-Man... And the Wasp actually go to this kid's house for Christmas and find that, like, yeah, this family is terrible. So they actually wind up shrinking the family down and trying to teach them a lesson about the holidays. Um, It's a fantastic story and very different from what you guys are talking about. But it still needs to be read because, yes, this is a book that Marvel actually put out. We should probably do a background on both Scott Lang and Hank him right like i I think when ant-man comes out we probably wind up will like we'll do it yeah yeah of course the movie will but some people want the lust to kind of talk about you know kind of the origins of these characters so they kind of know what they're walking into instead of you know uh it seems because i think that's what greg's whole deal was like and then we we gave some book recommendations and then we can give our speculation on how the movie will probably you know make it all smooth and easy i think that'll be a lot of fun because Hank Pym is a scientist. He's the guy who's being played in the movies by uh, Douglas Cancer, Michael Douglas. Michael oh, Douglas. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, he, We're looking at Scotland. Yeah. He's the uh, older gentleman that was originally Ant Man. He he's the guy that develops the helmet. He's the guy that finds Pym particles. Pym particles that allows people to shrink. Yeah. Uh, originally in the comic books, the orig- one of the original Avengers. Yes, he was one of the founding members. Yeah, with uh, Wasp. Wasp. Uh, and then Scott Lang, who was a thief, he was um, corporate. He was like kind of guy. No, he was actually a guy that um, the reason he became a thief uh, was to save his daughter who was sick, and her doctor was kidnapped. So he was kind of he broke in and stole uh, Hank's suit and particles and everything and uh gas or the pills whatever he did to take to make them small to save her uh surgeon and then once that happened he then gave the suit back and said hey i'm sorry i stole this and hank pym's mm-hmm. like you should keep it you sh- you have a hero in you mm-hmm. and that's kind of when he became the ant-man for like the 80s ah. 
Wow. Mm. Great nice. background. Nice background story there. Yeah. Thank you. So, so I Paul think Rudd playing Scott Lang. Scott Lang. And I think you're probably going to see a lot of that because you have the older mm-hmm. man who was the superhero. You're going to have Hank Pym who is uh, in touch with the um, uh, Agent Carter um, from um, Captain America, First Avenger. She's going to be in the movie playing herself. And she's going to be in the new ABC show, Agent Carter. Agent Carter. Which is an eight-part story. Is it a miniseries? It's like a miniseries that happens between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. When Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. goes on break... You're going to get these new episodes of, or these episodes of Agent, Agent Carter. Agent Carter. Which I think is the perfect way to do it. Oh, it's so smart. See, I think I was thinking it was like a mid-season replacement, but it almost is a mid-season replacement for it Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Basically is. Okay. Crazy. Um, so he's going to be a hero prior to that, working mm-hmm. with a fledgling S.H.I.E.L.D. You're going to have an older, uh, Howard Stark in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to have that Scott Lang character sealing Paul, Paul Rudd, stealing that suit to probably do something to be a hero, mm-hmm. but being a thief to be that hero. And then Michael Douglas taking Paul Rudd under his wings and being like, you know mm-hmm. what? You showed some promise. Here's what you did wrong, and this is how you use the suit right. Yeah. And that's the kind of clip that we kind of got from... Uh, what was it? Com- where was that from? Comic Con, the you know the where it's him shrunk down and he's jumping off the thing and landing on a flying ant. Wait, where he's running down the gun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was Comic Con from like three years ago. Yeah, there's oh. a test footage from Edgar Wright. Okay, never mind. But who knows if that's gonna like be mm-hmm. in the actual movie? No. Yeah. Good. So that's at man. That's at man. Did you have any book book recommendations? I, I, like I said, I really there's a couple there's a couple things that I have, but I I didn't really read any of these guys. I don't really have anything. Just yeah. my own interpretation of these characters. Pick up Matt Fraction's run on FF. I think Matt that would probably be like if you're going to actually be able to find like I don't know if people are going to be able to find that issue that one shot that one shot. Maybe on Comicsology, but I'd, I'd say probably your FF would probably be the best it's, bet. It's fun, and it gives you some wacky... It, there's a lot of wacky stories in there that's fun. Well, and after all the talk, I remember now we had... Is it Scott Lang that actually appears in Daredevil? When like Matt's having the problems with um, Foggy like coming down with cancer? Yes. I believe okay. that is... Now, now it no, no, is that Hank? Wait a second. Yeah, who goes on the incredible journey? Oh, I don't remember when he's going to battle. Oh. Was Scott Lang? He was also part of Thunderbolts too, wasn't he? That be, no, like, be him because that was all villains actually. Yeah, that's. You know what we need though? I think a doctor, some sort of surgeon, would help us. You know, clean up. It would cut out this mess and just leave us with the good parts, right? Like, a good doctor. Good doctor, like Doctor Strange. Yes, a doctor. S- Stephen Strange, not Stefan. Not Stefan. Always thought of Stefan. Hmm, it smelled like it. <laughs> it's Stephen, but you always say Stefan. I like calling him Stefan. It's more mystical. And uh, friend of the show, Steve. How do you always mis- mispronounce his last name? 
Rosenberg? Rosenberg? Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Yeah. Alright. Rose and Berg. Log and Berry. Rosen. Rosenberg. Log and Berry. Uh, Paul, I know what book you're gonna take for this. Oh, do we, do you? Yeah. Yeah, it's Marvel Knights by Brian K. Vaughn. It's, it's probably gonna give you the best, uh, you know, he, he also had The Oath, though, which was really good. That, that's actually gonna be my book. Mm-hmm. But, uh, if you're looking for the origin story redone in almost a more modern, this was from, uh, what, 2006, 2005, I would say? Uh, I don't remember. Marvel Knights, uh, Strange. It was just called Strange, no doctor. And this was a four-part miniseries from the imp- Marvel's imprint called Marvel Knights, which was a more edgier take on these characters. Um, and this t- told us the story of uh, the surgeon, brilliant uh, neurosurgeon Stephen Strange, uh, coming out head of his class and then getting a, you know making all this money, buying a really fast car, boozing it up, getting in a horrible car accident. And deciding he's going to change his fate. He's going to find somebody out there that can fix his hands, you know, because he lost the use of the precision use of his hands. So he goes to all these bamboozlers and, uh, you know, medicine people and all those bamboozlers. And and they all turn out to be frauds until he finds the ancient. And then uh, when he finds the ancient, he realizes, you know, he he not only opens up his mind to uh, to Eastern medicine, I guess, but also to uh, this mystical world of the quote unquote strange, and uh, he he starts studying underneath him and uh, becomes a practitioner of magic, and eventually becomes really good at it. Like I would say, you know, uh, top top tier at this, you know, I would say he has, he's supreme. He has a PhD in the strange. <laughs> he's, he becomes supreme at it. He's like a sorcerer supreme. You know, for all seasons, four seasons. I actually never read this book. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. I yeah, I, I I read it. It was it was probably probably one of the best modern kind of inter- interpretations of. Doctor Strange, because again, like you grow up knowing that oh, he's this character. He can do yeah. this. He fights him. He but puts this, his hands like this, which is the "I love you" sign, you know. Um, the pinky up, the index finger, and the then the uh, and the thumb making an L. Yeah, a lot of people think that's the metal sign. It's not. It's the "I love you" it's, sign. It's sign language for "I love you." Um, but no, I do remember. No, metal sign's the thumb in, Chris. Yes, it is. Uh, thumb out is I love you, and it's also the eye of Agamotto, like commanding this thing of Venetia or some whatever. Doctor Strange says, so I still don't get all that magic stuff. I get the magic because they never really explain it. He yeah. just has this eye of Agamotto, which is this necklace that gives him all this power. Yeah, but it, it does something. I don't know what, but it does it. Yeah, it does it. With magic. With magic, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Why are you worrying? Said, of course, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. It's it's the Sorcerer Supreme, so it's mystical, but it's also the very Kung Fu, like, late 60s, or early 60s kind of Kung Fu movie, where it's th- two students training and learning the, like, secret art, and one student begrudges the other student that uh, is the favorite one and is the good one and then that other student becomes evil 
and starts his own dojo and does bad things and always, you know, is a thorn in the side to the good student. He's always the cooler when the other one's in a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Cooler. Cooler. I don't begrudge you. It's just, you know, it's really? my nature. Yeah. Here, you can buy all these DVDs. I've licked them. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Everybody thought so. <laughs> but Paul, how... But, but Paul, how what? No, no. You, you're was, doing your own segue, but Paul, what else did you think about this book? Well, I thought... This is what you said to me, though, John. Paul, they're wet. It was raining outside, and I brought them outside, so they got a little wet. No, like, what happened well, was you gave them to I me, and I started drying them on my shirt. Uh-huh. And then they looked at me, and I said, they're wet, and you <laughs> went, I licked them. Exactly. Because that's hilarious. It was hilarious. Not weird at all. Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange. Stephen. Chris, your book for this. Um, like Paul said, I would actually go with The Oath from Brian K. Vaughn and Marcus Martin. Um, this is the story of Doctor Strange coming home and finding... Uh, or no, not Doctor Strange coming home. Uh, his What's his manservant's name? It starts with an O. I don't remember. It I feel bad now because I haven't read this in a while. Oh, no, it's Oath. That's why I'm thinking it starts with an O. That's the name of the book. But, uh, yeah, I don't remember his name. But Doctor Strange actually gets shot with a bullet and has to go in for surgery and then finds that he actually has the cure for cancer after his recovery. Hmm. And it's, it's a personal dilemma of, hey, I'm a doctor, but also I'm a magician, and how a person has to deal with that. Um, honestly, the only like Doctor Strange story that I've read, and it's you know boo to me for not reading more, but also like yay to Brian K. Vaughn for jumping on a book that hey I wanted to read. Mm. Um, I think the only real book from Doctor Strange that I own uh, would be sixteen oh two. Oh, also, also a good choice. Uh, Neil Gaiman, it's kind of the Marvel Universe thrown into the year 1602, but Doctor Strange is a huge part of that. Um, but that's one of the only, like, when you think, when I said, what books do I own? What could I say, like, is a good Doctor Strange book? It's one of the only things that I own. It's one of the only things that I have that I, like, I've read and been like, wow, that was really good use of Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's kind of one of those characters that's just kind of is always in the background of the stories because if he's in the story, like, it seems like one of those things where it's like, well, Doctor Strange could fix this. Yeah. But you can't actually have him in it. And, like, I wasn't, like, the latest thing that he had done was The New Defenders, written by Matt Fraction. And I just didn't like, I couldn't get into issue one. I didn't think it was that great. We reviewed it. None of us really liked it. And, um,. That was like one of the last like current things that I even noticed that he was in. I kind of lied before. I do have more Doctor Strange stuff, and it was actually in the page of um, the Defenders by Keith Giffen and J.M. Dematius. Oh. But it was done more like that, I can't believe it's not Justice League yeah. book, where it's kind of goofy. And Silver Surfer's like, like a surfer dude that's just always looking for the next big wave. And Namor's like hanging out, like being better than everybody. 
it's the defenders, but it's the defenders done kind of like tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. So Namor's always kind of a little wet too. So somebody um, just licked him. I'm assuming. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay. can't, I can't remember. It's been like eight years since which, I've read it. What is the next movie in the list? What? what, what uh, which is the next character? Is it? Is it Black Panther? I think it might be Black Panther. Who was brought out during that uh, big conference call, uh, Tuesday conference call uh, that had all the reveals of all the movie titles. And who's the actor again playing him? Uh, Something. Don't know offhand. Uh, Chadwick. Uh, he's, he's a new, He's he hasn't been in any motion pictures. I think he's only done some TV work. Hmm. Oh, uh, Chadwick Boseman. That's it. I want to say Chadwick, but I didn't think it was. Uh, yeah, Black Panther, the first, and we talked about him back way back in the day during uh, during one of our episodes where we were doing uh, like the history of African American comic books, you know, superheroes. And this Black Panther is the first quote unquote uh, mainstream super black superhero, uh, American super you know, black superhero. First one with with actual superpowers. And he's a prince of, uh, what's the name? Wanaka? Wakanda. 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 Sorry, I couldn't, I blanked out. And he wears a verbanium suit. Which makes him bulletproof. Well, not bulletproof, but slows down the impact of bullets mm-hmm. and it's punches. Same, isn't it the same metal that Captain America's shield's made out of? It is, and they it make is. mention of that in Captain America. And uh, his boots, too, so when he jumps and he lands from far distances. And uh, it's the only, his country is the only country that actually can mine verbanium. Mm-hmm. It's their number one export, mm-hmm. which is what hard, they got. hardly any exports out of that country because they're so secretive and aloof. They're uh, non-invert, and uh, they don't want to deal with any other country. It's an African nation, and it's kind of a secret African nation. Yeah, yeah they're an isolation. Ah, I can't speak. Isolationist. Isolationist. Thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, a Black Panther first appeared back in the back in July 1966 in the 52nd issue of Fantastic Four. Hmm. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Yes, that's so how you know this It's kind of cool that Marvel has the rights to this, even though they appeared in Fantastic Four first. Yeah, he only f- really was featured in two issues back-to-back, and then he started in Avengers right after that. So it's not, you know, he was mostly in Avengers, and then, but he made his first appearance, yeah. Back in, back in Fantastic Four, written by, you know, your Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Uh, yeah, so he's this Wakandan prince or head of the Panther. You know, it goes back and forth between whether he's king or prince, you know, depending on, you know, the time frame they want, the writers want to use his character in. And well, in the movie, it sounds like he's actually going to be the prince. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. And But he's also, like, the leader of the Panther, like, clan. Like, he's able to use the one that, you know, actually, it's almost mystical. Like, uh, the panther powers he gets. The superpowers. He's able to eat this one herb that connects him to this panther deity. Like the like a totem mm-hmm. creature. Panther totem. And that's what allows him to have these powers. Hmm. It kind of makes sense. Like, it's yeah. a bit more different. I thought it had something to do with the mask, too. And, like, the mantle of Black Panther is actually 
bestowed upon the person who is the ruler of Wakanda and is their protector. That's why he's like the king. Well, he has to go through this trial. Yeah, he's got to go through the trial and rituals and everything. So, you know, he's he's in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. It's a bloodline thing, but also he has to, because, you know, maybe his younger brother thinks that he'd be better at it, but, you know, because that's Did he pass the trials? Things. But, you know, oh, you picked no. him to do the trials instead. He should have picked me. I would have been able to do it. Uh, this this book, this character, I have no good storylines to pick out, except for maybe... Uh, Hickman's. Yeah, Hickman's uh, Avengers. Avengers or uh, Illuminati. Yeah, like, I've I've actually read some Black Panther stuff, not a lot, because it was one of those when I was just buying comic books to buy comic books things, mm-hmm. um, and I heard good things about Black Panther at the time. Like, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but it was. I know I bought issues in, like fifty one and fifty two. Um, it was a more street level character because he was wearing like a trench coat over the costume, and he had like double guns. Yeah, it was like the it's like the Marvel Knights. Yeah, they kind of bring him back and forth between being and you know because he's teams up with Daredevil a lot, and in fact he had the Daredevil was renamed for a while Black Panther Man Without Fear when uh Black when you know during Civil War where Daredevil Daredevil went underground and uh, he took over the mantle and protected Hell's Kitchen for a while. Uh, and, when, and even in the first, his first like uh, run, he comes to New York City and does he's a, level stuff. He's a world traveled guy. Mm-hmm. He was schooled in Europe and America. Yeah, he went to. He has a PhD in physics from Oxford. Um, and also like for, <laughs> I love that. That's just something we well, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. From Oxford, Paul. He's not a real character. I know. He's not a real person. (laughs) Um, It it might as well be Gotham Academy. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) And Uh, his sister took over his mantle for a while. Uh, He was married to Storm. Mm -hmm. Is she still his queen? Uh, No, like they had a falling out. Uh, Because of, you know, with Civil War, they kind of, they tried to go from, they were like ambassadors trying to bring the people, people back together and Civil War just tore everything apart. Uh... Interesting. Uh, he's li- like listed as the eighth smartest person on the planet, you, you know, and it goes back and forth between, you know, uh, whether he's smarter than Peter Parker or Peter Parker smarter than him. Huh? That's really an argument that people have. Yes, you know, it's well, who's smarter? Is it uh, Mister Fantastic or Iron Man, Tony Stark? And you know, those those numbers get flipped. Back and forth quite a bit. Mm. Doctor Doom's up there. Uh, I don't know who else would be on that list. Interesting. Didn't notice that. Didn't know Bruce that. Bruce Banner would be on there. Bruce Banner, smart guy. Smart guy. What if it is like? What about what about Hank Pym? Yeah, he's great with you know artificial intelligence, except for the ones that end up killing us all. It'd be funny if it was like Brian Stevenson. Just a regular guy. <laughs> he's not a superhero. He's just some dude. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm really smart too. I would love. To. You know <laughs> what? I would love though. Superpower, so nobody like recognizes him in like the scientific community. I would love it that <laughs> if it would be actually like somebody like Neil deGrasse Tyson, like just to be in there, like a real per- you know astrophysicist that's you know just there. No, that'd be funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. That's superpower. Superpower. But yeah, yeah. I, I wish I knew a little bit more or have read more. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, those things like as I'm sure we're getting closer to the movie 
Like Marvel's more, really going to start to push in. More stuff know. will come out. I really thought that the um, the Hickman uh, Avengers run really captured Black Panther mm-hmm. uh, really well in that beginning. Yeah. And um, that was spilling out of the Illuminati stuff. It was spilling out of the Illuminati and then going into their big, his big opus, which was the big uh, story battle, whatever that thing was called. Mm-hmm. That Hickman did with all the Avengers but and the worlds colliding and everything. Yeah, what was that called? I'm looking to you, Paul. It's called Avengers Infin- Worlds no, Collide. No, it's it was Infinity. Was it Infinity? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Infinity. Uh, but that's that's you know high level stuff about that character. What do we think we're going to see in the movies though? Probably just that a prince that thing he has to go undergo this uh, weird feat of strength, this trial uh, wait, to wait. I'm sorry. Did you say feet of strength or feet of strength? <laughs> Both. Okay. Both. So he's got to get I'm right sorry. in. He's got to sleep. like feet of strength. Yeah, um, yeah. He has to steal an afterbirth. That's <laughs> how he gets his powers. It's how he gets his panther powers. All, all the stem cells, man. All the stem cells. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I don't just eat this herb and get the strength of no, a no, poop no, no. panther? I got to... Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, you're the stem guy with cells. the chief hat. And I want to dress like a panther. It's a suit, and then maybe it's because, you know, the world has become a lot smaller with all these superheroes coming around, and they can no longer keep his country secret. And with these new threats that are about are uh, closing in on his country, you know, Wakanda, he has to step up and take this mantle and uh, become an ambassador for his, for his place. Hmm. Oops. I mean, since they've already said we're going to be getting Black Panther in Captain America 3, I, I think you're going to see him disappearing more in that, like, welcome to the world kind of thing because mm-hmm. Wakanda's going to become some sort of player yeah. in, like, the global government. Well, they, they control Vermanium. And I would imagine that... Uh, it's super rare. It's super rare, and that's it's very useful. It is. You can make shields out of it. Mm-hmm. It can stop bullets. Uh, yeah. Before I'm, I'm gonna just give. I'll just give you a sip of this, so you don't have to chug that, Paul. Okay. Uh, but before we get into the next, I think we just have two more really to talk about. Um, oh, you just drank it here, so you're, <laughs> I know. Chris, do you have uh, one more beer you wanted to talk about? Um, I do. I'm still drinking my uh, Ooh. pomegranate or water granite pomelon. Uh, but the other beer I had to talk about was actually. From New Holland Brewing, they did the Ichabod that we had a couple weeks ago on the show. Mm. This is the Cabin Fever Brown Ale. We drank all that Ichabod that you left here, by the way. It That's was okay. delicious. I figured you would. Um, I was going to try to send some back to uh, Buffalo as like a Merry Christmas bag and board. Because you can still find it on the shelves here, and I want to grab it before it disappears. Mm. So. Thank you. You're, this, you're welcome, Mike. This brown, you enjoyed it that this much. brown ale sounds good because I saw that you drank it the other day, and I was like, "This." He gave it a big stars. This has got to be a really good brown ale. It's it's a really good brown ale, and it's nice and toasty, kind of malty. Um, they call it cabin fever on the label. It has a cabin in like a winter scene, like snow falling, like an iced over root roof. So I I thought it'd be more of like that winter warmer style, like a little bit more alcohol bite on it. Um, just something really warming. I didn't get that. It's it's a brown ale, but I like it more than other brown ales that I've had recently, like the Bell's Best Brown. Like I would definitely put this far above it. 
interesting. I'd like I'd like to try it because I'm um, always I'm always looking for a good brown ale. I'll I'll make sure uh, there's some of that in the box with the Ichabod then for you. And uh, the problem I, it's it's so hard to find a good brown ale, and it only strikes you very very rarely that you're like I could really go for a brown ale, and then you look for one. And then you say, well, that's a good one, but I've never had this one. And then you grab that brown ale, mm-hmm. and then you're like, this isn't good. This isn't what I wanted. There's no nutty flavor to this. There's no toastiness. No. Uh, one of my favorite brown ales, um, still the uh, old brown dog. Uh, yeah, from Smutty Nose. Smutty, Smutty Nose. Nose. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, still, still really like that one. It's it's one of the best brown ales you can get. Um, I really like the Barn Ale from um, Long Trail this year. That brown ale was really mm-hmm. good. Yes. Yeah, you, you talked about it, um, what was it, like three, four episodes ago now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had it or, uh, yeah. Longer than that, because um, we had it well before you came out for your birthday. Okay. And I gave you one of the bottles. I gave you a bottle of that. We drank it in my kitchen. Woo! Kitchen drinking. Kitchen drinking. But what are you guys drinking? Uh, we have a fresh oh, Mad I haven't Elf. Sat, I haven't sipped it yet. And it's nothing like that two-year-old bottle. Ooh. Spicy. Rich. Yeah. It's it's really full mouth. Mm-hmm. It's really just a front, like, just enough. Front-loaded beer. Yeah. Well, how, is, the, is the alcohol still 11%? It's still 11%. Still don't get the eleven percent on this one. Ooh, nope. Right down in my once it hit my stomach, a little bit of an empty stomach, guys. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it hit hard when I when it finally reached uh, when it finally hit my. Uh, it, gut. It's definitely it's it's a big beer. Oh, but that's good though. It's good. It's spicy. But it's not. It's not that cherry no. honey that it's, you get with that two year old. No. I would take a two year old Mad Elf. I don't know. You can't compare these two. It's the same it's beer. The same you can't. Beer. <laughs> you can totally compare. But you can't it. compare the two. One's spicy and rich and full flavored. The other one's mellow and kind of cool and laid back. It's like I don't know. Who do you want to be at a party with? Some guy that's crazy, hooting and hollering and dancing on your table, or the guy that's like, "Hey, I'm cool. You want to like play a game or something? Like, we can watch that movie." Well, that's because I'm old and boring. <laughs> you know, no. if I was young and vibrant like this uh, Mad Elf, this new Mad Elf, maybe I'd want to hang out with a new vibrant kind of <laughs> guy and not the mellow old person. But I'm an old person. You're an old person. With a, uh, no, I, th- I mean, they're both very good beer, but I would take the two-year-old over a fresh any day. Oh, that's so good. Uh, they're still, they're good. I don't I don't begrudge anybody that's like no I gotta drink it now, and I don't begrudge you by saying no it's definitely worth the wait. Uh, definitely just it's big it's round on the tongue it's it's a lot going on. The thing on. is, the brewers put all this flavor into the beer so you could taste it. They didn't put it in the beer for you to wait so it goes away so you can just taste the cherry and honey. But they do make it eleven percent and put the year. Mm-hmm. That they bottled it on their bottle, yeah. Which says this is brewed 2012 to 2013. This is brewed 2014 to 2015. Like they put that there because they know people are going to age it because mm-hmm. it ages well. It does age well. Ages very well. Two year old bottle. Come on. Yeah. I, I the would, only other thing I that we've wanna... had is a two year old bottle that is as good as it. it it's that it 
works as well as a drinking beer is a bourbon-aged beer. Yeah. And the thing is, though, I would want a one-aged because I, I do... Tasting this one fresh, I do miss all the other flavors up front from that aged one. I love the cherry. I love that honey mouthfeel from the two-aged, two-year-aged one. But having the cinnamon up front, that I'm just kind of wishing it was, it's a cinnamon. There's cinnamon. That's what. What else? What? What is that then? If not cinnamon, I don't. I don't think it's cinnamon. I think it's cinnamon. It's not darker than moon cinnamon. God, I wish it's I just could like still deep, get that. That was deep so good. cherry honey. Lesion, if you still have any Dark of the Moon, just send it in to us at BagnumBardcast.com. <laughs> Email it to us. Contact at BagnumBardcast.com. How would that work, Paul? <laughs> I, I don't know. Ask Mike TV and Willy Wonka. Uh, uh, email us, and then we'll drive to your brewery and pick it up. Mm-hmm. I would. Where, where's the brewery? I don't know. Oh. I think we'll it's Google Maps it. Let's yeah. see if it's close. I'll meet you Nope, there. nope. It's Oregon. <laughs> Is it really? I think so. Ooh, uh. fuck that. <laughs> We'll get there. Uh, but let, why don't we get into Inhumans? Uh, this is something that I really did not think was... Seattle, Washington, Elysian. Mm, I did not think was going to be a movie. Because I decided it's too complicated to do. Well, there was nope. the rumors going around that it's... Inhumans was going to be Marvel's version of the X-Men because they can't do anything with those characters, so it was going to be... You know, those, like, you hate them because they're not like you, but they are you characters. And that's... Um, they set it up. They set they, it up. They, did, well, they set the table, Paul. They and, did. And that's what I was going to say is, no, they're not going to do that. And then when they announce it, I look back and go, oh, yeah, everything's been really inhuman heavy for the last, like, two years. They've been getting you yeah. into doing that. And then creating new heroes like Miss Marvel yeah. and other characters... With the same with the the Terrigan well, gas. Well, let's set the table for well, the no, past I'm just saying, years. I'm like, they they knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. and that's just what I wanted to say. Is at first I thought like these guys are crazy. Why would they do that? And then I'm like, oh no, they've they've been setting the table. Okay, so let's set the table. Cree, uh, which we've already got in the cosmic universe in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Uh, with Ronan the Accuser, they experiment on different species. And then with humans, they experimented on them and, you know, Gene spliced them together. And we're going to kind of get into that with our next one, Carol Danvers. Uh, And created this new race of people. They're not humans. They're inhumans. They're they're like a genetic mix of alien and human. Yeah, and they were creating them to make them servants, Mm -hmm. workers. Of the Kree Empire. And then they were like, eh, fuck that, we're going to leave. You know, uh, they their attention had to turn elsewhere because of the Kree Squirrel Wars. Exactly. Uh, so their empire kind of fell. The Kree Empire kind of fell, and we see that the Kree Empire fell in the Marvel Cinematic Universe already. Uh, that's why Ronan the Accuser is so crazy. And so these Inhumans are kind of left to their own devices, and they live for hundreds of years. These Inhumans. 150 years old, 200 years old. It's not weird. They're, they're, you know, more, you know, they're stronger, faster, more productive. They're just smarter. Smarter, yeah. Uh, they're all around just better. They do the things human. that Inhumans do, but better. Uh, but it's a very... Well, well, <laughs> well put. 
it's a very heavy caste society, <laughs> and they've been around for millennium now. Uh, and they've been operating. You know, they've had a secret like city. Uh, at how do you how do you pronounce it, Chris? Attilin. Attilin. Adeline. Adeline. I, I would sure go Adeline. Um, it's probably one of those yet. I've never heard it pronounced, but I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. And over the and now, Mar- what Marvel's done is they uh, after Infinity, what they said was, you know what? Uh, you know, some of the Inhumans they slept around with the normal humans secretly. They went out there and all and got the bang bang on. And there's been they got their bang bang on. <laughs> they got the bang bang on with normal humans, and uh, you know, they're the genetics are out there. Just unrealized potential, uh, and it's been going on and for millennia. Yeah, spread for hundreds of years now. And but the thing is, uh, with the Inhumans, you need this gas, the Tetrion gas, which only a few people are selected to uh, experience, to awaken, to increase their already latent power, or increase or awaken latent powers that they might have. You know, their uh, quote-unquote mutant abilities. Yeah. Um, they have to be exposed to this tetrion gas from the tetrion crystals. Uh, since it's a very rigid cast system, only the best of the best are selected. Uh, and that's a huge part of the story and one of the, my favorite Inhuman stories from Marvel Knights from Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee. If you're gonna read, you one. read that off my paper. No, it's, <laughs> no, no, it's the it's, only book. <laughs> it's the Inhuman <coughs> logo that they have for the movie poster is from the title page, the first issue. Yeah. No, no, I agree. It's it's the it's, it's the big thing. It came out in the late yeah. '90s. Yeah, it's and it's basically if you were gonna get anything from mm-hmm. the Inhumans, this would be it because this sums up everything. That you ever do need to know, or would want to know, about the Inhumans. Yeah, but you know what? I, I think they're going to do away with it. They set the Marvel set the table of the past two years where this is going to be the new thing. Uh, Inhumans. These people were there's a group of people that you know kind of are now secluded and uh, away from human society that were this race of this new race of people that were experimented on by the Kree, but their gene pool's gotten out. And it's just kind of there. And then this Tetri... I don't know how they're going to do the Tetrion gas thing. And that's... I kind of would like to see them almost as their own standalone movie mm-hmm. it, happening within their own little world. And you thinking that it might be on another planet, but then you find out that it's... Wait, you want uh, uh, you want M Night Sh- you want M Night Shyamalan's no, no, the village? Like, no, no. You as the you as the viewer right thinks that these people are on another world right, and then it just like oh no they're they're actually here and they've been here yeah it's yeah M Night Shyamalan's the village. Well, I <laughs> I'm what just I'm thinking is they go a little bit more like they did in the Marvel tsunami line, where the Inhumans are already established. Like with their dynasty, um, but you're following a, a brand new cast of characters, like a brand new batch of Inhumans after mm-hmm. they're exposed to the mist and they gain their powers for the first time, and it's done almost like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, 
Oh my god. The Amish were like you have the inhumans stepping into human life for the first time to see if like this is what they want. Huh. Or if they want like that kind of more mediocre life without powers. Um I think that would be kind of a good gateway into this world where you're stepping in with like a new quote unquote inhuman. Or mm-hmm. we kinda of talked about this when they announced it. I I like in a uh, a Miss Marvel book, which not to jump into the one that we have before, but depending on release dates, when does Captain Marvel come out versus Inhumans? I don't know. I thought we were doing it in order of release dates. I'm sorry. Is it? No, it's it's okay. Like because if Inhumans is coming out before Miss Marvel, no, Inhumans like, comes out after Miss Marvel. Okay. Way to fuck it up, Paul. Stop spending money on your sports cast. Wait. Sports Falls. Sports Falls. Did I introduce Inhumans or? I did Inhumans. Uh, well, it's okay. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh! It's okay when John does it. Hey, we all know Good. I'm an idiot. Good luck Don't with pick. being on the Sports Ball podcast hey, now, guys. Hey Paul. Hey Paul. Why do you want to pick on the idiot? Because <laughs> it's deserved. What? Yeah, I'm like an inhuman over here. I'm very judgmental and cast oriented. As as much as I like Europe, the, like the titular inhumans, like the ones that you know the most. I, I also think, much like the inhumans, I have no real strong affinity for those characters. But I like seeing new ones. I like new characters appearing in this world and then getting to know their roles mm-hmm. alongside them. I think if you did an Inhumans movie without Black Bolt, people would riot. Mm-hmm. Well, you can still have like Black Bolt and Medusa, I think it, Lockjaw, but you you have it as you have hey, here's who the Inhumans are. Like they're already established, but you're jumping into that world for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would like that. I would. I want to see. Oh God, you guys are going to hate me because you're going to be like Paul. That's what you always say. I want to see political intrigue and like backstabbing. But here's the, the thing: the royal with, court of the Inhumans, right? And with, like the with, power struggle with Black Bolt's brother trying uh-huh. to take the throne, You're much from. like Loki and Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it ends with the Tetrion gas ex- escaping on Earth, and then you have all these new Inhumans that are just out there, and then boom, they're the new Marvel mutants. I. The only thing that I'm really looking forward from an Inhumans movie is seeing Lockjaw. Yeah, pretty much for me too. No and matter it's, what, it's gonna be that, that it's gonna be that moment like with uh, I've always liked Crystal and Medusa. Yeah, I know. Slut, slut, slut. <laughs> uh, but it's Very like that sexy. moment with uh, Avatar uh-huh. when we were like, oh, you I've seen... still never seen Avatar. Don't ruin you it. Know, you know, no, I've never seen Avatar either. There's only one Avatar on this podcast, Chris. And it's the last airbender. Well, I, are we? After I said that, I realized: Are we talking about Avatar? Yeah, Avatar but or it, the last it's Avatar? when you it's when you see the um, the flying buffalo. I can't think of his name for the, the flying life. bison. The flying yeah, bison. Abba. Yeah. When you see him, Air when, bison. when we see when we first saw him in the trailer, mm-hmm. and we were all like, "Oh man, there he is! There's Abba!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be the same thing when I get to see Lockjaw. It's gonna be like, oh. I hate that movie so much. I just hope they don't give him the whiskers that look like a mustache. I just, every, we would have more movies if that movie wasn't such complete shit. 
we would still, I would still be looking forward to more Avatar The Last Airbender movies right now coming out this winter for Christmas if M. Night Shyamala didn't fuck that shit up. But here's the thing. We got, like, another really good show out of it, at least. No, no. We were going to get that show anyways. And I, we don't get more. We don't get book two and three. I never get to see Toph. I know. That's... But is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because you could have hated Toph. No, I could have. If they did it well, I would have loved everything about it. <laughs> and I said I hate everything. <laughs> is, wait, wait. Is this why Paul hates everything? I think this might... Uh, no, did Paul we hate, find the root of it all? Paul hated things before that. But it all worked out. Do you right? remember when his head was going to explode when you and I were both like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, well, it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was okay. No! He's gone high pitch. <laughs> Oh, he's so angry. It's almost like his dance he did. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> and he looks like he's going to cry. It's such a bitch. <laughs> it killed my soul. Hi, this is Kyle Stevens. And this is Jim DeMonacos. And we're a Kirby Crackle. And you're listening to Bagged and Bored Podcast. Uh, we need to put that bumper in there because we took a break because Paul, uh, he was on the floor fetal position we really sh- we shouldn't bring up that no. movie again no 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 we won't don't. do it what movie uh don't don't ca- mention the movie ca- captain marvel the next oh. movie uh that marvel's going to be releasing that oh. we are going to be talking about uh, no flying bison wait huh what what what, what? wait which which captain marvel uh this would be the uh carol danvers oh okay Carol Danvers. This is great acting from you, by the way. <laughs> so, so Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, she will be rumor. playing. <laughs> rumor that I'm starting. I think everybody's starting. I think everybody... They've been uh, saying this for a long movies. time. She's on Longmire, Longmire now on, no. like, what is that, TBS? <clears throat> She'd be a great, great pick for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't see that. know her actual name. She's short, though. So? Yeah, that's true, because... You know how Robert, short Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. is? Yeah. So it kind of works. Uh, yeah, it's Carol Danvers. Warbird. 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 Binary. Binary. Phonton. Miss <laughs> Marvel. And then Captain America. Uh, it's a mess. Continuity, we can all agree, is a mess. If you watch the 90s X-Men cartoon show... She's the girl. She's the blonde girl in the coma. She's in the coma. She's where Rogue got her powers. Mm-hmm. Is it where Rogue got her powers in the comic Part books? of her powers. Part of her powers. The, the flight and the strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in comic continuity, uh, Carol Danvers is a not a captain. No. She's a major in the Air Force, the United States Air Force. And she uh, is caught in an explosion, a, an explosion caused by a Cree scientist, uh, Jones. I don't know. It's, John Jones. No, no, that's Martian Manhunter. Come on, oh. different universe. Too. Oh, DC. That's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, but that different doesn't really universes matter. Universes are a thing. But she gets her powers from this weird Cree explosion. Don't worry. You guys know the Kree already from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like we said earlier on the show, with Ronan the Accuser. Uh, so I think they can keep that. I think they can salvage that. <clears throat> and 
she, then she just takes up the mantle of Captain Marvel. Uh, she goes through a long transition, a 20, 30 year transition in the comic books to get to Captain Marvel, but I think in the, the new continuity, they can make it cleaner. Yeah. Uh, she has flight, super strength. She kind of can shoot a photon. No, like I don't Jubilee think powers? I don't think she'll be able to shoot photons. She's not doing the thing anymore? No, that was tapping into the white pole, which was the diff- a different The white thing, power pole. Which wasn't... <laughs> which was, <laughs> that is a callback to something nobody can listen to. That is such a long-running joke that we have and haven't talked about in a while. <laughs> uh, no, no, because it was the opposite of a black hole. That was her photon powers. Was mm. like was tapping into a white hole, which was stupid. Uh, yeah, so she'll have super strength, uh, higher endurance, flight, flight, all those kind of powers. Uh, kind of Kree enabled, and yeah. Did so you just make Kree enabled a word? Kree enabled. Powers. Yeah, but you said like Kree enabled. <laughs> Well, that's because we've been drinking a lot, <laughs> and all my all my words are going to slur together. It's not me creating new words; it's just me slurring. <laughs> now, would you like to see her make an appearance, maybe in Guardians of the Galaxy two? Well, she's already in Guardians of the Galaxy, the comic book. Oh, oh, not, two is in the movie. Yeah, two. not also. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was talking about the movies. I, I thought you meant two as in also. Would you? No. I, and I'm no, like, no. Yes, we are. I meant Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You could read Guardians of the Galaxy out on comic book shelves now and see Carol I'm not Hammer fucking talking movie. about those books. We're talking about movies. Oh, we are? Okay. I'm asking you a question. Paul, you started this thing by making us ask you questions. I'm asking you a fucking question. <laughs> What's the question? Do you want to see her in the motion picture, Guardians of the Galaxy... Two, I well we won't. How do you know? Because they already announced that she'll probably that she's making her first appearance in the first uh, Avengers, well the second or the third Avengers movie, but the, the first part War. of Inferno. Did we? Yeah, I didn't see that. That was, the, that was that's why they announced it. Did we? Muckraker John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um. This is kind of like that announcement that caught me most by surprise because it's the one that I expected the least. Um, I I really didn't know what to think or where to go with this one, honestly. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not a character I have like any strong affinity for at all. But she is the biggest like Marvel heroine right now. Like she, I mean, except except for now that we have a female Thor and all that. Before that, like she was kind of it. Yeah. Uh, created by uh, Gene Colan did art, and who was the writer? Oh, I forgot the writer. Um, yeah, and she was supposed to be the most powerful female uh, character over at Marvel Comics. She was the strongest. She was going to be the best. It was, you know, she was going to be Miss Marvel. Uh, not Marvel Girl, but Miss Marvel. So the MS, you know, that uh, feminist kind of stance. Uh, that 
all in <coughs> relations right there. That's the back. That's what was happening in that time frame. Uh, then late uh, 1968, I believe it was her debut, and this was you know this like powerful female character that could stand there on her own. She wasn't tied to a quote unquote. She wasn't Supergirl, Spider Girl, or any other kind of you know male character. And then her kind of no. Uh, offshoot. It was her standing on her own, and uh, you know it, it, that was going to mean something. And it's and I think they tried to reclaim Carol Danvers as that character again recently. Uh, since what was it? Two thousand. When was the uh, Frank Cho did the art on Miss Marvel, the number one issue when she was oh. battling the Brood? Was that? It was before I moved out of the house, my parents' house, so it had to be like 2006, maybe? Yeah, it was a while ago. I, she's, like, like I said before, like, she's one of those characters I've never mm-hmm. had strong affinity for, and I'm aware that she exists and does things in comic books, but I've never really pursued it at all. That's all right. Um, yeah. If I were to give any kind of uh, book to read now, I would say just start with the uh, Captain America run that Kelly Sue DeConnick was is doing. Uh, yeah, the one that just started. Yeah, like 2012. August 2012 was when it started. We reviewed that for the yeah, podcast. We, we did, and we didn't like the art in it. The cover art was done by Ed McGuinness, and then it was this weird because they kept on doing this cross thing between like the flashback art and then the new art, which you know the present day stuff, and it was super sketchy and it was hard to follow. It was kind of like muddied too. Mm-hmm. Well, that was because of Marvel's just coloring back then was just all yeah. dark and muddy and just oversaturated. It was just a bet. It was horrible coloring. <clears throat> Everything just kind of bled together <clears throat> instead of being crisp and clean. Um. Like the cover. The cover is great, crisp and clean. Pops. Yeah. Pops, but then the internal was horrible. Um, and it all... She's been so tied up with all the different events that it's kind of hard to find a story arc that is her own. So uh, just start with the new stuff. It'll be about taking over this man- uh, mantle of Captain Marvel, but... For the Marvel comic universe, none of those other people will have had this mantle. She'll claim it as her own, and she'll just start as Captain Marvel. Which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, like this is this was going to be my suggestion because I've never read anything from this character besides her appearing in other books. But when Lexi and I were actually at a Barnes and Noble a couple weeks ago now. I showed her, like, the Captain Marvel book. I was like, oh, this is one of the new movies that's going to be coming out. So she picked it up and she started flipping through it because there was a couple um, trades on that end cap. There's, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, Nova, Captain Marvel. And there was, like, a Thanos one because it was all very much tied into Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, like, Star-Lord appeared in one of, like, the issues in the, in the book. And she was like, Guardians of the Galaxy are in this? I was like, yeah, like, they kind of, like, tie into the comics. And that was enough to kind of catch her attention. Mm -hmm. Like, that made this one of those, like, oh, this is a character I want to know about books. And it's one of those things that I'm like, 
okay, like, this could be that gateway into the comic books. Like, I could buy her this trade and have her know this character. So when the movie comes out in four years or whenever... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so far away, it's crazy to talk about Yeah, this. you know, when we're collecting retirement... And still not making any money from the podcast. <laughs> well, when sports ball has come and gone. And sports ball starts its, like, <laughs> debut and goes away. Um, now I'm almost taking it as a challenge. I think I could get more listeners for sports ball <laughs> than begging podcast. Paul, if, if you say it's part of the begging board family, that's that's all I ask of you. <laughs> I, I own a Sabres hat. I could wear it. <laughs> I'm wearing a Sabres hat right now. I am. Is not. it your beanie? No. Oh wow! It's a baseball cap. I have Surprised. the three baseball caps I own are all Sabres baseball caps. I I have a I Harry Potter say, T-shirt on. Sports games, and I have also watched the sports events on the television. So you've been to a sports event with me. You I took know, me uh, one as a we date. Went a, we went to a Sabres game they played versus the Toronto. They lost. No, no. We went to see Toronto together. They won two to one. <laughs> no. Who else have Paul. you been going to games with, Chris? It was a Toronto Paul. game. It was not a Toronto game. No, it was because remember the Toronto fans coming out of the. It was a Toronto game. Oh, Paul, no. I'm going to say this which, was another game you went to. Which? Because I went to a Bruins game because they had the dumb uh, jersey with like the big cartoon bear on it. Yeah, that was not with me. We were up in the 300s. It was uh, a, a January game. And okay, uh, it was I'm versus Toronto. Game, yeah. yeah, we did, which, we did go which to Which friends? We, did go to, we went to our Toronto game. I don't have that many friends. This should be hard to remember. <laughs> okay, anyways. Carol Danvers. Blonde hair. Super powerful. Awesome. More than like... the cre- I, All I can say is... Uh, the Marvel Universe is going to go Cree in a big way. And Phase 3 is going to lead into... I think it's going to be Cree, well, Scroll, but not Scroll. What are they called in the Marvel Cinema? Chitari. Chitari War is going to be the next big thing. Interesting. In what? In Phase, like, 5. Phase 5. Like, Phase 3 is going to set it up. Phase 4 is going to kind of start leading to that war. And And then then Do you think Phase 4 is going to be all, like, Infinity Gauntlet stuff? Like, are we going to get, like, no. the wrap-up with Infinity War Part 2, or is it going to lead into it? Well, we've seen the, tra- you know, the, the, the trailer of, you know, Thanos having the Infinity Gauntlet with all the stones. are we going to get the rest of the gems, though? Yeah, but the trailer has him with all the gems already I in I know. When do they show up, though? They're- well, we don't know that he is already on the quest for finding them, so he could already have them. Yeah. He gave one away to Loki. Yeah, to uh, imprison... You know, no, well, to the take Chitauri the earth. might have had, you know, or Loki could have had it, and the chart, you know, they just might not be proper. He could already have them, or Guardians of the Galaxy two. Anything could mm-hmm. lead towards this. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, um, but yeah. phase phase four, I actually think are like the reboots. You're no. getting you're getting Bucky Barnes, Captain America. You're going to get a new Iron Man. War Machine. Yeah, I think so. You know, and and maybe a new Thor. Yeah, it makes sense. 
You know why? Because what you can do is do these movies where you have the, like, villains come out, have five, well, how long? Between Iron Man 2 and the end of Phase 3, how many years is that? Couple? uh, Iron Man 2 through, because Iron Man 1, it set the stage, it... It's you know it's so far removed from everything else. Iron Man two I think is where they really started planning like everything. Like Iron Man's like one is like oh cool we might be able to do this and then Iron Man two is like no we're doing it. So when did Iron Man two come out? Two thousand ten. Okay. I was okay. Two thousand. So once the end of two thousand. Uh, once the end of phase three. Two thousand twenty. So ten it? years. Ten years. So you have a ten year gap. So let's say the fill-ins happened for 10 years. Now you put in new actors. They come back. Like, no, it's Steve Rogers, new actor. It's Steve Rogers. It's been 20 years since we've seen the old, you know, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers. So yeah, it makes sense that, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. This, it's Steve Rogers taking back that mantle of being Captain America again. And he's going back and fighting and... You know, oh, this is the new Tony Stark. He's, but he's Tony Stark. It's just a new actor playing him. Where it's far, you know, you have a good ten-year buffer between the old actors and the new actors. Yeah, I don't think you need that long of a space between. I don't think you need ten years. How long did we have between? Well, we never had that long between the Batman's. Yeah, that's true. I think people don't know, like, and even, I mean. Robert Downey Jr. has been huge about this, being like, hey, they're not going to have a 50-year-old Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know? And they're not going to have this, they're not going to have that. Like, we're getting old, you got to get replaced. I think you can probably get a couple more uh, Thors out of uh, Helmsworth. Yeah. You know what, though? With Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're writing their own rules. Yeah. Like, they before this... There was no way to put all these big actors into one film and call it the Avengers. There was no way they were going to pay all these top name actors to do it. Like, well, that's because they got them all. I'm really cheap. Yeah, it. But it's still mind blowing that it happens, and it still blows my mind that we're getting an Ant Man movie. It shouldn't because we're over ten years deep into this. Well, thing. we were supposed yeah. to be getting Edgar Wright's Ant Man. Yeah. That's how it was being sold to everyone. But you know what I mean. No, I know, and I mean no. that's that's the thing is something like that that fell apart. Mm-hmm. But we got a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, that was a surprise. It's this stuff is it it is mind blowing and it should be mind blowing. So they're going to write their own rules, and if they want to make a legacy thing, and I think they can do it by putting a good ten year gap between. Having replacements come in, being like, no, this is Winter Soldier, and he takes up the mantle. And we can replace, you know, have the original guy take up the mantle with a new actor. And it won't feel that weird. Because of that buffer in between. I don't know. Maybe it's just... No, I I feel the same way. It's like, how are they going to do this? And you have to get somebody younger who's larger than life to replace Robert Downey Jr., uh, and we're starting that now, but we I can't. don't think there is anyone that can. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait ten years, and maybe there will be. 
I feel like if there was going to be someone to replace Robert Downey Jr., you would already know them because they'd be okay, like, I'm arrested <laughs> every other week for something. I'm like. sorry. It's not wait 10 years. Wait 20 years because 10 years from now, that's when Infinity War – Infinity <laughs> – Avengers Infinity whatever part two comes out. No, Paul. It's five years. Is that five years from – when's that coming out? It's going to be 2015. It okay. comes out 2020. Okay. It's ten years between, between Iron Man and two, so we got five more years, and then when do you have to replace him? When when's the next Iron Man movie due out? Like there, he's, another he's making, years after he's that? making an appearance in Civil War, right? But and, that's a, I'm talking about in, after Infinity War. Well, I'm saying is like he's making an appearance, okay, in mm-hmm. Civil War, Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. They worked that out with him. Yes, that might be the last time you see. Tony Stark. That might be, but it won't because ten years from now you're going to have him being like, "I miss doing this. Let me come back." He still he says that he wants to do it. It's the they just the money thing, mm-hmm. and he has he has the ability to say like, "Avengers, Iron Man, billion dollars. Give me what I want. Pay me what I should be paid." That's, I mean, that's the thing. The reason why they don't really I, want to use him is money. I say at this point you don't pay him because he's doing a public service. <laughs> <laughs> Eminent domain or public, what is it? Uh, when when the government can take land from you to build a highway? Isn't that eminent domain? Eminent domain. Yeah, you have to make these. Every like the world sues him to make him be Iron Man. Be Iron Man. It's like. We're not where we're supposed to be as a society. We need more Robert Downey Jr. You know what we are at, though? Two hours and five minutes. Oh, let's wrap it up. Yep. Time to wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for letting us uh, be part of your lives for two whole hours of whatever drive or whatever crappy Uh, thing you're doing. And let us know what you want to hear on uh, Sports Paul. Uh, New podcast coming from the Bagden Board Boys. Um, pretty much, Paul talking about sports and Chris and I ruining it for him. I think it's got it's got legs. It's got legs. Yeah, it's got or legs that are kicking and being active. Let us know what you think about this show over at uh, contactatbeggingboardcast.com or individually at Chris John or Paul at beggingboardcast.com. Or what else could they do, Paul? Oh, I'm allowed. Okay, uh, we're going to go over to the Facebook and uh, like us over there. If we love likes over at our Facebook page, begging the board. Uh, comment on any kind of articles you see. If there's things on the Week in Geek you think we should be talking about before our podcast comes up, post it there at our Facebook page. It is probably the easiest place to post news articles, and we'll yeah, talk it about it in Week in Geek. Let, let us know about an occurrence you want to hear us take on. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Find us over on iTunes. That may be where you're listening to it. Might be another uh, podcast section, but rate and review us over there. We love those. Get creative because they make us laugh and we make Paul read them to us over and over again. Live on the show. It's it's great fun. Uh, if you hate Facebook, I understand. Then just contact us over at Twitter, uh, at Bagnaboard.